Welcome to TSPN. We have an awesome episode for you guys today. We are going to talk about the Chiefs um, and the upset with the Bills. We are going to discuss 2023, the yearly recap, because I do think that there are some really important things we need to cover that happened in 2023 regarding Taylor. You know, I'm really thrilled to cover 2023 at the very end of January. I think it's still <laughs> like we can... Yeah. We can do the 2023 recap until the end of January. It's our pod. We make the rules, so. Definitely. Good to go. I almost sang that, and then I just completely second-guessed myself, and I was like, I don't think I want to do that to the audience. Um, but if you want me to break out in song, I will. <laughs> it might um, launch your singing career. <laughs> never know. Yeah, it's never been a talent of mine, that's for sure. Um, all right, great. Well, yeah, let's kick it off. So Jesse and I have been talking a little bit about the structure of the podcast and just trying to clean it up a little bit for you. So we're going to trial some new segments that we can just fit a lot in. So first parts of each episode, we're going to call it right where you left me. And we're going to cover what has happened with Taylor since the last episode. So obviously for today, that's the Chiefs. Um, so the chiefs played the Buffalo bills on Sunday, January 21st. I could not believe it. Jesse, how is the game for you? Cause like I'm a longtime chiefs fan. So like I've got like, I mean, I won't even get into it. How is the game for you? Well, I mean, okay. So my husband's a really big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Mm -hmm. So his weekend was not so good. Um, but that's about the extent of my football until Taylor started dating Travis. And then I just, it's become more fun and more fun watching each chiefs game. Um, I, that was the most fun game I think I've watched. Yeah. So first off, let's talk without divulging all of your personal information on the internet. Uh, how did your husband become a Buccaneers fan? So we do not live in that region. No, <laughs> no. Um, I mean, most of, you know, I'm in Illinois. So, um, he, we, we're both born and raised in Illinois. Um, and his whole family picked, uh, around, in elementary school, each of his family members picked a different team that they wanted to root for, and his was the Buccaneers, and he stuck with them his entire life. So that we did is... the same tradition with our kids. <laughs> so he just picked it in middle school, and that's now his favorite team? You said it was elementary school. school. Mm -hmm. Elementary school. And that's been his team ever since. Yeah, that's like my friend Emmy. Uh, shout out to Emmy. She um, she lied about being a vegetarian at summer camp in middle school, and she hasn't eaten meat since. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, good. Well, I'm so sad about the Buccaneers. Um, I know Eric is definitely... I saw a pouty photo that you sent me. That wasn't the greatest. But um, then we had the Chiefs upset the Bills. And let me tell you, two years ago... We had a very similar situation with the Chiefs and the Bills leading into the conference championship. And it was just as, I mean, it was probably a crazier game, to be honest. Um, and so I just didn't expect, I did not expect them to win because I just didn't know that history would repeat. And if you're a Bills fan, I promise we won't harp too long on this because it's just a game. It's just a game. It's just a bunch of boys running around, like tackling each other in the field. It's just a game. Um, but like, 
Go Chiefs. Okay. So um, some important things to talk about. Let's talk about Taylor. So she was wearing this like white collegiate looking jacket. I'm going to pull up real quick some information from Taylor Swift styled Instagram. So if you're a big Swifty and you don't follow it yet, go follow because that's just a really awesome, reliable resource for everything Taylor's wearing. Um, But it was, it's very easy for us to pick up Easter eggs too, from that site. Like you can see what she's wearing. You can see who it's by. And I do think that there was a a decent size Easter egg she left in this jacket. Okay. Well, what I first off. Okay. Well, let me give them the details and then we can get to your Easter egg. Um, Yeah. Even the, um, the creator of Taylor Swift styled also will put like the price who, who um, created it. Like it's really great content. Um, so it was by Gant and that was like an executed collaboration with Kilo Kish. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fashion girly, so this is really big for me to be looking up exactly the designers and stuff. Um, but it was a custom jacket and I know there was some call outs to what was said on the back of it. Do you recall what that was, Jesse? Okay. So on the back of the jacket, it said somewhere USA. That was the egg. I'm so stupid. I like set you up there and then I'm like, oh yeah, duh. Of course. Okay. So what does it mean? What does it mean? So that's not the only egg though. Okay. So an egg is definitely that the jacket is a collab. So she's been wearing a lot of Gantt lately fashion, Mm -hmm. but we've seen her do a couple collabs with the shoes, the Jimmy Choo's, you know, the, those were collabs. Um, this jacket was a collab, which is pointing to me as a collab album or collaboration coming with someone soon. And then part of this style collab with this jacket is that the person buying it can also help design it. So the back somewhere USA, I believe is an Easter egg for something for us. So Taylor is not the like when we say collaborator it's uh it's a a designer or a manufacturer collabing with another artist yes. taylor chooses to wear it in this particular jacket taylor may have also been able to add some input you're saying okay. yep what does it mean though I, i'm the collab <laughs> thing is a big green flag for me i guess that there and it's been i mean Guys, we've been talking about doubles collabs for a long time now that she's been leaving us Easter eggs for. Mm -hmm. So I just think this is another one for that. Um, Well, she looked fabulous. Um, And then I will say, looking at the game, Travis scored his first touchdown in eight games. And so I'm just dying to ask you, Jesse, like, what do you think that Travis did to break the curse of dating Taylor Swift? (laughs) well first I don't think it's a curse (laughs) um I think honestly I think they were just on point the other night I mean I just think that he had I mean even you could even tell the energy in the suite with Jason and Kylie was there I mean like maybe that had something to do with it his whole family was there cheering him on yeah well and they also like were not in negative 30 degrees i'm sure it was cold as hell but like you know nothing like a good defrost game to to really rev it up mm-hmm. um yes and you mentioned jason and kylie that was also on the list of touch points this is the first time that taylor has been photographed and or seen that we know of with either jason or Kylie Kelsey. They were in the suite, to your point, and Jason 
I mean, he wasn't, he was the MVP of the entertainment of the night. So I don't know. Do you want to tell everyone, uh, since he's your spirit animal about your, uh, your love for this moment? I mean, when I saw this man <laughs> jump out of his suite into the stands, holding a beer, not spilling a drop with his shirt off and a chief's hat on, mind you. I Iconic. lost it. I'm just like, this is, this guy is the real deal. Like he is an every man. Unapologetically man. who he is, but it also so genuine and kind in spirit, at least from what we can tell. They are very, mm -hmm. very much putting themselves online through their podcasts and other things that they're doing. So I, I feel confident that I think he is at his core, a good hearted person. Um, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. He was trashed. I mean, I don't know. I, I assume so because Kylie did say on their first uh, date that it was a blind date. They had met on a dating app or a dating site and he was literally carried out of the bar. He got so drunk. And I was thinking that that night I was like, well, Kylie know who she married. Like she, she'll be yeah. fine. Like she's like probably looking at him like, oh shit. And you know, that that is what it is. He I deserves mean, it though. He had a phenomenal season. He he did. He really did. And I've kind of, you know, this is kind of what a you know a Swifty like Taylor Swift dating a football player is doing for some Swifties. It's getting us like involved in football. So not only have I been keeping up with the Chiefs and learning more about football, I've been watching, you know, the Eagles too. Oh my god. And gosh. listening to their podcast. I watched their documentary. I mean, Jason has daughters and him holding up the little girl with the sign to wave at Taylor. I mean, that's just precious. It's it's like in the moment things that he's do like he's not thinking too hard about what he's doing. He's not thinking too hard about, oh, I have the most powerful woman in the world in this suite. You know, I need to keep my shirt on and be proper and perfect. He's not. He's just Jason. And so, yeah, I was playing the line in my head from Peace where he, where she sings, now that I see your brother as my brother. And it kind of made me emotional because looking at those videos, it was specifically when I was watching the one of him picking up the two girls. They were just Buffalo Bills fans' daughters. Like he jumped out of the box. He went over to kind of the crowd that was standing there. And one of the girls had a sign for Taylor and he picked her up. And he's like this big shirtless man. It's like... Um, you know, it's, it's not the, it's not picturesque wise. You're like, oh, you probably don't want to just hand your daughter to a stranger who's obviously wasted and shirtless at a game, but, um, it's Jason Kelsey. So like, yeah, sure. We trust this man. Uh, but he picked up the daughter with the sign and he was like, let's go show Taylor. And then, you know, they're waving into the suite. You don't really see Taylor. So you can't really tell if she waved back, but I mean, think about for Taylor, that environment and that energy that she is surrounding herself now with people who truly don't they don't they're not it's not that they don't give a fuck that she's famous i think they do i think they respect that but they like even when you look at kylie like she is the most down-to-earth person and so for taylor to be surrounded by people who unconditionally love her regardless of her fame and are just kind of living a normal life like to have the brother-in-law who gets trashed at the game after you know his season like that's just that is yeah it's relatable and not relatable because obviously we're not all you know related to nfl players but there's always uh, some event or something where, you know, you've got certain characters who are always there for a good time. Absolutely. It was awesome to see. And the only other thing to really touch on is the hard hands, Jesse. 
Oh my gosh. I, you know, I saw him do that and I was just like, is he really doing that? He's really doing that. Yes. When he walked out, he did the, the classic fearless Taylor Swift heart hands. And then I think after his first touchdown, he also did. And I mean, he, he is fearless, right? He doesn't give a shit. He's not having to do something macho. Can you hear my dogs barking? Those assholes. (laughs) Are we going to cut this? Are we just going to play me calling my dogs assholes? All right. I don't remember where we were before my dog started barking, but I think that's a perfect way to end the segment. It is. (laughs) Yep. We were finishing up with heart hands. So heart hands. All right. So here we are in January of 2023. We made it just in time. Like I said, we can do the recap up until the end of January. Because this is our pod and we make the damn rules, all right? So Jessie's got a ton of homework that she did for you guys. Thank the Lord because uh, there's a lot that Taylor did in 2023. So we are going to just hit them up chronologically. I think we got a lot of the main points. Jessie is starting a 2024 doc so that we cannot miss next year. And we're just going to start keeping track as things happen this year. Um, but let's reflect back before things get too crazy in 2024. There's still a little bit of time to talk about last year. So Jesse, take okay. her away. So if you guys remember back in 2022, we didn't get a lot of Taylor. We got Carolina. We got her graduation. She got an award from at the Ryman for her songwriting. And then towards the end of 2022 is when she released Midnight's, right? And then it's then it kind of ramped up. October, November, December. But other than that, we didn't have a lot of content from her in 2022. 2023 was jam-packed. Jam-packed. So She was resting. This- she was yeah. resting for us. Yeah, okay. Yep. So to start this off, what I noticed, because I did put everything in order chronologically that happened, and I'm not going to, we're not going to like harp on tiny little details that, you know, we're going to hit the bigger stuff, but I'm going to kind of just go through it quickly with you. But um, the thing that I did notice that was really interesting to me was that we started 2023 with something that had to do with the band, the 1975, and we ended 2023 with something that had to do with the band, the 1975, which is very odd. And I will, and I didn't notice it until I put this together. Um, And the ending of 2023 uh, was not planned, I do not think. Um, But so I'm kinda gonna do that right now for you guys. So the first time, that we saw Taylor in 2023 was on January 12th at the O2 in London when she got on stage at a 1975 concert. It was just her, right, that came out. She played Antihero for the first time live, and then she played the 1975 song, The City. Let's talk, for those that have not heard of the 1975, this is the band that Maddie Healy is in. Um, which obviously becomes a theme later in the year. Um, what else do you know or want to share about 1975, Jesse? Well, in um, 2022, I had done a TikTok about how the 1975 started showing up on all the Swifties' algorithms. I thought it was very weird. We, I, 
honestly, in the middle of 2020, I knew who the 1975 were because I had a friend that was very into the band and I knew about Maddie Healy, but I was not getting shoved the content until like mid-year. So then I made a video saying, "Some guys, something's going on here with the 1975 and Taylor Swift because what they're doing is they're, they're feeding Swifties that are looking up hashtag Swifty, hashtag Taylor Swift. They're feeding us the 1975 content, Maddie Healy content. Yep. Right? Okay, I ended up being right about that. We She starts 2023 at a 75 concert. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also the date was significant with 112. You said it was January, which is obviously the anniversary of our podcast. Yes. Um, but is also the reason it's our anniversary is because of the 112 theory and much love and respect to Nikki. We'll have her on to explain that one day. Um, but that is another reason I think that Nikki kind of can glue to the 112 theory is that the first time that she sang anti-hero live or anything from Midnight's Live, I believe. Was that her and first time like on stage? Like if we think about mirrorballed and bejeweled, cause she came out in like a mirrorballish dress. Was that the first like live performance or was there anything between when she released Midnight's and that, that we can think of? No, that was her first, I, that was, I believe that was her first live performance. And it was very folklore coming out in the mirror ball dress with the folklore buns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it oh, was yes. very, very interesting because she wasn't really in like midnight's attire. Yeah, maybe she was, maybe she was alluding to like, hey, I'm the mirror ball. I'm back on stage, bitches. Loverfest yeah. was canceled and I wrote this sad song about it, but now I'm bejeweled and you best believe I'm still bedazzled. Dazzled's not part of the lyric. I know that. So, <laughs> so without getting too much into the 1975 and Maddie Healy, because I know that can be a controversial topic, but when I say that she started the year and ended the year with it, so the end of the year, one of the, and I don't know the exact date. I just know this was at the very end of 2023. Um, a couple of fans found printed lyrics in their vinyls um, from 1989 Taylor's version on the song Slut. And Maddie Healy had originally written the part, um, one of the verses and sang it. And he was credited along with the 1975. So it featured the 1975 originally. It was more than one person that's found this. I don't think Taylor's team has spoken on this. No. Um, and I can give you the date. It was around December 27th because my okay. sister-in-law and I at Christmas, she was talking about getting one of the lover vinyls from Target's website. And then Target pulled all of their Taylor Swift vinyls from the website. And we were like, what the hell? Like, you know, is she ending a collab with Target? And I believe that the misprinted versions were from the Target version of the vinyl for 1989. They and were. so it makes sense that they just were like, let's black it all out. Let's pull it off online. Um, and they came back like within a day or two because I would just looked up our messages and it, that was on December 27th. So yeah, pretty much the end of the year. And for me with Okay, so you have to imagine that all of her vinyls had already been printed and ready to go, and she had to scrap them and do new ones. Yeah, so crazy. it's hard for me to believe that she was 100% confident that someone wouldn't figure this out. I think well, they kind, kind of knew that we would figure it out at some point in time. I think that makes a really, and we can get into this at another point, but that's a very valid kind of point for how heavy this was that she was going to 
distance herself from 1975 Maddie Healy because to your point if those vinyls were already printed the amount of money that would have gone into reprints um wow I hadn't really thought of it that way time it took everyone a while to get their vinyls I mean like this this was a complete reprint situation um and I'm going to get into a little more about the 1975 and Maddie Healy when I go through the year but I just kind of wanted to start it off that way um and let you know that there is going to be a little bit of controversy with with this just by the nature of who the band is right yep okay so and on the 26th of january that we have the lavender haze music video premiere love that that's one of my faves is it Mm -hmm. It it was a good it was a good music video i don't know if i had it like in my mind that that's what i would have projected for it to be but it ended up being really really cool and i love that she had Laith Ashley in it, mm-hmm. who is a trans man. And the diversity that's just in that video, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I think the surrealism in it um, really speaks to a lot of the visuals on the tour. And that's where, you know, some of the, she did surrealism, even going back to 1989 music videos and to Lover, but Lavender Haze wasn't, you know, I mean, it probably is layered in Easter eggs. There was the, the map there. I mean, I won't even get into it. There are plenty of Easter eggs in there, but to me, just as a music video on its own, without that, it, it is really a good one to watch. Yeah. Okay. So for my nice boy, Ed theorists, (laughs) okay. Because I have not given up on the nice boy ad thing yet. I've just taken a break from it because I don't feel like we've had too much. But if you go to my TikTok and you look at my nice boy ad playlist, you can see what nice boy ad is all about. I'm not going to explain it all right now. But um, so the next thing that happened is on the 4th of February, Moonlight by nice boy ad drops on TikTok, a clip of it. And just real quickly, some of us think that nice boy ed the band is taylor swift or she has something to do with it just by a ton of coincidences that have happened in the past again you can watch my playlist on tiktok with that um we can even do an episode on that at some point Yeah, at some point yeah um but then on the 5th of february taylor attends the grammys and she wins for best music video for all too well 10 there we go so on 316 is when Taylor Swift dropped her post on socials where she was in her era's era and her tour rehearsal pictures. These are the first pictures we are seeing at all for this tour, for the era's tour rehearsal. So that's that's a pretty big deal. And for it to be happening on 316, the tour starts the next day, St. Patrick's Day, 317. So she kept that tour hush hush. Mm-hmm. Now, she didn't do that with other tours. She had behind the scenes. She did countdowns. I mean, especially I mean, the did rep- she have to, though? I mean, the tickets were sold out on day one. Like, there was, she did not have to do any work marketing nope. this. We were already bought, sold, sealed, delivered. Let's go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, on 317, uh, Glendale, Arizona, Arizona is what they renamed it. <laughs> Um, I almost just ugly laughed into the mic for that one. That was good. So Taylor has her first show um, on St. Patrick's Day. And what a day to pick, right? Yeah, especially with all the shamrocks. Are you going to get into that? Or do we just need to send them to your TikTok? 
I will send you guys to my TikTok. You can go ahead and look at my playlist called uh, Rerecords and Masters or Masters and Rerecords. It's one or the other. Um, but I have believed for a very long time that Taylor will own her original masters at some point. I'm thinking now at the end of the tour, I think that her starting the Eras tour on 317, St. Patrick's Day, Shamrock Day was her saying, I'm going to reclaim my work. And then I'm going to buy back my masters when they're not worth anything. Because who owns her masters right now? Shamrock Holdings. Yep. Yeah, I think that's an important detail. And I also... Um, we can get into, we'll do a Swifty 101 talking about the Masters being sold because they were sold to Scooter Braun, which is probably a name most people recognize. And then Shamrock Holdings bought it. Mm -hmm. um, and Shamrock is associated with Disney, correct? So there's a lot we can get into with that. But what Jesse is saying is obviously she's re-recording. So she will own the new recordings, the Taylor's versions. But you're theorizing that she is actually going to buy back the original, which is valid because she is basically making them in like they are they are the 2023 Beanie Babies baby. Like they got no value mm -hmm. um, because the market is now flooded with all the new songs that she's created, all the Taylor's versions. So the originals do not have the same value from the resale perspective so maybe she will have the opportunity to buy it back or work and you i think you think she's going to work with them and whatnot so there's there's different ways i think there is a deal struck up with shamrock holdings who is owned by the roy e disney estate um and mastermind the song i believe tells us exactly how she's gonna do it so i don't think mastermind is about a man i think it is about her work Damn it. I'm going to have to re-listen to it now. So we've got Taylor starts in Glendale, Arizona. The Eras tour has kicked off. It's nothing like we have ever seen before. People are watching it on lives, on grainy TikTok lives, like it's our favorite sport. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unreal. Unreal, right? Yeah. So I didn't actually watch the lives until I went to the tour. I caught like a couple glimpses, but I really wanted to make sure like whenever I went that it was a new experience. And I think that's where maybe I didn't know about friendship bracelets and some of the other things. I was really trying to reserve it because we were going in May, which wasn't that far. It was like May 5th, May 6th. So Okay. So you were one of those that wanted to be surprised at what the set was and stuff. And here mm -hmm. I am watching the very first live, like taking notes on what song she's doing, what's happening, why is she diving into the damn stage, what's going on. Like, you know, we were all collectively losing our minds on same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, this was back when I didn't post videos of Taylor content too much, I uh, other than my goose who was dressing in the different eras. So I was just following you, waiting for you to tell me what the fuck any of that shit meant. So my potty mouth is coming out. It's getting late. It's okay. I love it. <laughs> On the 19th of March, two days after she started in Glendale, I did a TikTok um, about the song Marjorie that she was playing Marjorie on stage. If you don't know, Marjorie is a song off of Evermore. It's about her grandmother and it actually has vocals of Marjorie in the song. And on stage, the vocals are amped up quite a bit. So you can hear a lot of Marjorie in, in the song, in the stadium, almost as if Marjorie's there singing with her. So, oh, it gives me chills just talking about it. So I did a TikTok on that. Um, and 
I was at my brother's house. I had made the TikTok and then I had put my phone away because I was at my brother's house. I wanted to spend time with my family. And then all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up. Like my friend Monica, end game on TikTok if you wanna go follow her. She's calling me, she's FaceTiming me. She knew I was at my brother's. So, I mean, she's like, answer now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did something happen? What happened, right? Um, so I answer one of her FaceTime calls and I had gone downstairs to the basement. So I wasn't around my family. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, I'm at my brother's. And she's like, Jesse, have you seen TikTok? And I said, no. And she goes, the video you dropped a couple hours ago, Taylor just liked it, girl. And I, I lost it. I cut, I lost. I'm going to cry. I what lost, the fuck? I've heard this story before cry. and I've got to start crying. I he, lost going. I lost my mind. I was like, you're kidding me. Right? Because what I did not know Monica did though, was when she was FaceTiming me, she had been recording. So she got my entire reaction to Taylor liking my video and I have it on my TikTok. I can pin it I, to the top, but, um, it's just, I go, you watch me go through all the stages, like denial, shock, denial, no way, you're kidding me. I was like, stop, stop, don't tell me this. You're, you know, you're nuts. Um, and she's like, no, she liked, she liked your TikTok. Sure as shit, she liked the TikTok. And I, it was the last TikTok. Oh, she had liked five TikToks that night. It was the last one that she liked of the night. Um, she didn't leave me a comment, which is fine. I was, I was good with the light. You know we we got to have things to aspire to. So I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was only really, uh, that's the only thing I really was wishing and dreaming for on TikTok was for her to like one of my TikToks and it wasn't going to be a theory one, you know, because she's not going to just dis- invalidate anything, even if you're spot right. on, like, yeah, right. No. And, um, I ended up just like I fell to the floor, like I I fell to the floor and I was just crying with my hand over my mouth with the phone. Like it's, it's a great video. If you guys want to watch it, I'll pin it to the top. But, um, yeah, that was, that was the coolest night of my, one of the coolest nights of my 2023 was on 319. I love it. Which happens to add up to 13. (gasps) I did not realize that. I just did the math. If if there was a little pause there, I was like mathing in my head. Um, well, so there you go. If Ta- Taylor, if by some chance you're listening to this, you made my 2023 by just liking. You know what, Taylor? You can validate that by going and leaving a damn comment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love you. We love you. Yeah, we don't We don't ask anything of you other than whatever sometimes, you want to release, like anything. And sometimes when I do TikToks and I do educational ones and I do theories and this and that, it doesn't come across how much I love Taylor Swift. Like, I'm not just doing this because it's, you know, fun to do. I, she, I love her. Like, she's gotten me through some shit, right? Mm-hmm. She is the soundtrack of our core memories, man. Yep. Like, good, bad, ugly, painful Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's going to make me cry again. Okay. So still to this day though, that, that TikTok, the Marjorie TikTok, I'll pin that one too, um, is my most liked. I mean, people still like it to this day and it's been. Yeah. Cause they're going year. through Taylor's likes. Oh, okay. you know? I didn't know why you that know? was. Yeah. You can, you can filter. If you don't know this yet, you can go to Taylor Swift's TikTok and you can toggle over to the like mm-hmm. function and then you can see everything she's liked. So um, if, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, 
I mean, it just kind of shows too, it kind of shows our parasocial relationship that we have with Taylor too. You know, like absolutely. I think that's something that we need to discuss at some point on this pod is how, you know, she is so connected with her fans in a way that she's the most, she's the most powerful woman in the world, yet took the time to watch through my entire video and hit the like button. I mean, yeah, I think we could definitely do something on that because I I love sociology, politics, all of that. And I think there is no shame to having parasocial relationships, especially in today's day and age. And no. um, it's it's a weird like dichotomy between, uh, you know, real life and entertainment. And it is different than it used to be. But there's there's no shame in it. It's just it's just kind of what it is. So we won't sidebar too much. Obviously, Taylor liking Jesse's video was basically the end of the recap of 2023 because her year just ended right there. She did not need to do anything else. Um, but we we can continue on, I guess. So that was March, right? March. So on March 27th, um, that was the next thing that had happened. Um, she attended the iHeart Music Awards, which she normally does. She normally attends that award show. Um, and that was the award show where she wore the hood and it was like, almost looked like the bejeweled, uh, music video outfit, but she, it was like a hood and it was like a one piece and it was very rep coded. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was actually the award show where she, she won one of the, she won several awards that night, I believe, but one of the awards that she did when she thanked Jack Antonoff, um, and said, that he was the collaborator or the producer. He was the producer of dreams, which again, I have a dreams theory. It is at the top of my TikTok playlist. If you guys want to go down that rabbit hole. The producer of dreams, was that where that started? Yeah. That is so literal, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I think you're right. Dreams is a project of some sort if he is the producer of it. Absolutely, hands down. It's It's something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we will do a multi-part at some point because even I've, even the surrealism stuff I was talking about ties back. I mean, well, I digress. Let's keep going. It's still spring 2023. Where, where are we headed? Okay. So the 31st, um, Taylor changes invisible string to the one on her folklore set in the Eras tour. It wasn't a surprise song set. It was, she literally just took out invisible string which she had been doing up to that point and put in the one and the other thing is invisible string being a very sweet love story about how her life tied to her persons through all these invisible moments in time mm -hmm. the one is a song that's reflective of a relationship that has passed and looking at it with positive light but those are important things to note, especially as it pertains to the breakup with Joe that's imminent and all of that, mm -hmm. that, you know, swapping those two songs does have some type of intention. I, I do think that it was too painful for her to continue with Invisible String. Um, the, only, the only other time she played it was in Nashville because they had dedicated a um, yes, bench to her. A bench. Centennial Park and she played it in honor of them dedicating that bench to her which I did go visit I visited the bench um, I love when, that yeah I did I went and visited it when um I went to Nashville to see the exhibit um of all of her stuff like they had the Evermore coat they had the lover bikini they had a huge uh Taylor Swift exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame so love that yeah 
Um, okay, so the next thing that happened was um, on the 4th of April, we started receiving emails, those of us that were signed up um, from Nice Boyad, from Nice Boyad's <laughs> website. So I've got- He's sneaking up again. It, it will sneak up. Now, this is when all the Polaroids and the lyrics started appearing. And those of you that follow this theory will know what I'm talking about. If you don't, don't worry about it. We'll cover it later. But um, that's when that happened. And then on the 8th of April is when we got the breakup news of the century. Um, so Taylor and Joe broke up. It was Easter break for tour. Um, and during this time, Taylor Swift, it was like a break. It was a little break from tour when this news came out. And I think that was very intentional, like on Trey's part. I don't know when they broke, when they actually broke up, but this is when they chose to put the information out there. Um, yeah. And well, and I question if stuff like the invisible string swap was also a soft launch of the news, right? People start speculating and that way when the news comes out, it's not like whiplash. Mm -hmm. Although most people, I mean, the average Swifty is not really that, you know, up to date on that stuff, which obviously we're here to help with guys. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I do think that, uh, that timing was not, it wasn't like, oh, we just broke up this weekend and we're telling the world. Like there's a lot of thought that probably went into that. Taylor has definitely protected Joe and has not, you know, allowed the fans to turn on him much. Mm -hmm. you know, I say much because I know there's still some that you can't control. Not much at um, all, but though. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, I really, I really do think that I, and I don't, none of us know what happened, nor is it any of our business, but mm -hmm. I, I do think she still, you know, has that protection of him you know yeah i mean yeah. anyone you've been with for that many years whether you were in a marriage or just a long-term relationship like there's a lot of memories and a lot of growing up that you do with that person and i think there's no shame to ending a relationship even if it was completely healthy because you're in different spots or want different things and i think um you know the amicable breakup is all we saw um and so that's all we can assume and the song um you're losing me, I think was her kind of letting us know a little bit about maybe what happened. And even in that song, there's nothing terrible. I mean, there's really not. I'm, it's just, it is, it's kind of like an almost like it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's, heart, yeah, well, it's, it's heartbreaking, but it's a natural part of growing apart. You know, it's, it's, ter it's terrible. It's heartbreaking. I love that song to like to the moon. Yep. Um, but I do understand it. Personally, I have friends who have gone through similar situations like that. And I think that that's where it is. It's, an, it's a little bit of a lens. And she waited to drop that. She dropped it casually on a weekend. We'll get there on the timeline. Um, but she, you know, she didn't hard launch the breakup news and the breakup song together, which, I, again, I think is her way of kind of just protecting him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then so during this break and tour and the news of the breakup, she is spotted in Liverpool with Taylor Lautner and Joey King filming the I Can See You music video. We didn't know what it was at the time, but we knew something was up. So that was exciting. Mm -hmm. um, I really do think she tried to keep that one under wraps, but it just, I mean, it's going to be hard for her, harder and harder for her to get stuff done secretly. Okay, so another thing that's very significant about the 4-8 date 
um, the date that the news dropped about Joe is that that is Maddie Healy's birthday. Hmm. 4-8-1989. Interesting. Right. So we know how intentional Taylor is about dates. I am not going to give my opinion on this, even though I have one, because I'm going to let you guys come up with your own opinions, but that is fact. Mm -hmm. So we are going to go into um, April 14th. Nice boy Ed again. They release full for the full version of Moonlight. And I have, um, and this is while Taylor's in Tampa. And this was when Taylor changed her. She introduced new outfits to us, right? She We got the orange two-piece for 89. Um, we got a new uh, enchanted dress with the moonflowers all over it. I have an entire, under my nice boy Ed theory, um, playlist you guys i talk about this date at length for 14 it's it's a really important date so regarding nice boy ed and taylor swift and tampa florida there's a lot to it um we can discuss it on an episode here too but if you want to know what i'm talking about now you can go to that okay so the next one is a very sad one that happened in the timeline not everything that happened in 2023 was good um but on 425, Jacob Lewis sadly lost his life in a car wreck after the Eras Tour concert um, on his way home. It was in Houston on Friday night. He had taken his sister, and then on his way home, he had gotten in a car wreck, and he lost his life. His sister did not. Um, so very, very, very sad. Um, what, what I remember most about the Jacob Lewis situation was how quickly fans went into action with that and started to go fund me and this is going to make me cry probably even saying it but we all started donating $13 oh all all the way down i know it's going to like that's that's really that's an emotional one for me um so yeah so that that happened very very sad um much love to his family lots of prayers and his his poor sister i mean my goodness. Yeah. I Talk can't, about, I can't imagine, yeah. but, um, rest in peace, Jacob. So, all right. May 3rd, Harry Styles drops his satellite music video. Why is that important? <laughs> I don't even need to ask anymore. You could just ask yourself the questions. Okay. Go on. <laughs> so do I think there was a collab in the works with Harry or still is? Yes. And it is because this video literally confirms it. He drops, <laughs> he drops the satellite music video and there's a bunch of clips. And in one of the clips, there's a street sign and it says Gold Rush and Eagle Street, which if you guys know, Gold Rush off of Evermore is heavily thought to be about Harry and with your Eagles t-shirt hanging on my door, you know, it's, I mean, for him to have both from the two lyrics from Gold Rush in his music video as street signs crossing each other, very odd to me, but it had to do with Taylor. So yeah. And those are not street names. Okay. This is not like Park Avenue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, that was a big deal. Um, five, five. Five five was a big date. You got the doubles again. Um, that was the Speak Now announcement on tour during the surprise song set. So 
Yes, that was in Nashville. Um, I was at a bar drunk in Nashville when that happened. And somebody was like, wow, you can really hear the heiress tour. And I would like to believe in my heart of hearts. That's when she announced. I didn't hear it. I didn't know. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure mm -hmm. it, it was huge. I mean, that was that was a huge deal. Um, so Maddie Healy was at the concert. Um, and this is when the reports of Maddie and Taylor started when they were dating was um around this time okay so i know like i said maddie healy's from the 1975 we are going to kind of talk about him a little bit because he did have a lot to do with this year um but anyway this is the night she announced uh speak now taylor's version and you should go look up videos of her doing that because it's really awesome if you haven't seen it yeah and if you want a version of it my goose reenacted it on TikTok. um so i mean whatever version you want to watch. That's awesome. So on May 26th, uh, Taylor was playing a show in New Jersey and she had the Karma music video premiere. She had all her dancers come out on stage, sit on stage and watch it because they were all in it. And so was Ice Spice. So she collaborated with Ice Spice I Spice then popped up unannounced uh, during the midnight set that night and sang Karma with her. Then we, 6-5, so a couple days later, we get the Maddie Healy breakup news. <laughs> quick. Okay. It was a quick, it was a quick summer romance. Um, I... It was 6-5? I thought it was later in June. Am I crazy? No, it was 6-5. But you know what? I feel like it feels like the relationship was longer than what it was. But yeah, what, it was it was it was a taxing time for us. It was because what was happening was during I think after when after you saw her in Nashville, between that and when I saw her in Chicago, all of the podcast ice spice maddie healy not being very politically correct shit went down right yep this is yep. this is where the controversy of maddie healy comes in so yeah june was um just a quick month just lots of era shows yeah and revving up for speak now right like yeah, you know there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a ton to be chaotic about yeah july it started picking up again on july 5th taylor added 14 more uk dates um, she announced Paramore as the opener on July 7th, which is another double. Woo -woo. We got Speak Now released in Kansas City, of all places. Um, and what was wild that night is we got the I Can See You music video premiere. And then Taylor Lautner and Joey King from the video and Presley all came out i mean yeah they premiered the video on at that night so yeah. for those who weren't watching the lives you guys got to get on this shit this year because there are um you know opportunities to see that stuff when it happens and it's grainy like let me tell you you're not going to see the video in, in in full hd but those are really fun shows to tune in on and that's not an announcement night that was a release night mm -hmm. so we knew it was coming so i'm sure the lives were here oh is that when she added long live to the set i was just gonna say that and she came out in the yeah. cupcake dress oh my gosh that mm -hmm. dress was gorgeous the ombre purple mm -hmm. and she it's the one she wore in the movie yeah, and she's saying, you know, long live, which is an elite song. 
And then the following night, the following the night. fates and all the stars would align. <sighs> Seven, eight, July 8th, which backwards is what? 87. That was the night Travis went to the concert. So um, because Travis plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, that's his stadium. And he went. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like. Yep. He had done a video about um, even making friendship bracelets for it, I think, before he went. Um, but he ended up going on 7-8. Um, anyway, on 7-26 was when Travis talked about the bracelet on the podcast on New Heights with Jason, his brother, and had said, I made Taylor a bracelet with my number on it. And Jason tried to clarify, like, your phone number or 87. And he's like, didn't, you know, was very coy about mm -hmm. it. And he said that. But because she had to sing 44 songs, she doesn't talk to people a lot after the shows, and he didn't get a chance to meet her. Anyway, that's what happened on July 26th. We all know what happened after that. <laughs> but what? Okay, so um, I will get to it. <laughs> um, technically, Travis and Taylor, after he put her on blast on the podcast they secretly started talking and seeing each other as she revealed in the time magazine article but yes from the source we know right from the horse's mouth there um on august 3rd taylor announced the three u.s cities tour for 2024 miami new orleans and indiana um which is still very weird to me that we've gotten those dates and that's it so far. Um, and that she's even coming back and doing more US dates. So it feels like she did that to be like, hey guys, don't worry, I'm not done. Yep. Just sprinkle a little in. Um, so eight nine, we all know what eight nine was. Eighty nine. It was the last date of the US tour in LA. And something very huge happened that night. Taylor announced nineteen eighty nine Taylor's version. So how she did this was very, very unique. And it was different in how she had announced Speak Now, Taylor's version. She started coming out in blue outfits, new outfits. Um, the first new one we saw was during the Speak Now set for Enchanted. She came out in a blue dress and I lost my shit because I knew everyone did. I knew it was coming. What'd you say? I said everyone did. Uh, yeah. The TikToks were hilarious. People, there's one where this guy was like screaming, blue, it's blue. And I like dubbed it with like, I was like, this is what we used to say to our TVs when we watched Blue's Clues as kids. <laughs> I think like, I had oh a couple God, crazy TikToks from that night for sure. Yeah. But it was crazy. Yeah. So she has but a blue fo a folklore dress. She comes out in, you know, a new 1989 two piece. Like I, it was just, in, it was insane. You knew it was coming. It was all building up to it. You could hear, I, I think they said the decibels outside that stadium were just insane. Um, and then she gets the surprise song set, announces 1989 Taylor's version, and then plays New Romantics. So, yeah. I thought she was fucking with us for like the first two blue outfits. Like it was, you know what I mean? I'm like, she's about to pull one over like she did in November, which we'll get to with reputation, all the clues. I was like, she is not that obvious, you guys. It is eight, nine. Like Taylor does not do that. Like she would not do something so predictable. And then she did. And I was like, well, I'm freaking happy. I love 1989. But yeah, the first blue, I wasn't convinced. The second, I was like, okay, what? 
she's really scheming. And then by the time she came out in her third blue outfit, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, maybe I'm just a pessimist and wasn't wanting to get my heart broken tonight. But so it was exciting. Well, and a couple, it was like a minute or two before the surprise song set hit that night, too, that her website flipped to 1989 TV. And I mean, it was just, it was like break the internet status. Um, on 822, um, I put this in here because I believe it holds significance. Scooter Braun loses a ton of clients. So karma. Yep. Karma's coming back around. Um, he lost Demi, Ariana, Justin Bieber. Um, that's jury's still out on that one, but I'm pretty sure that one's done. That relationship has been severed. Um, mm -hmm. On 828, uh, she had the Mex the Mexico Eras Tours. Eras Tour started. Mm -hmm. um, 831, she announces the Eras Tour movie, which surprised me. I knew she was filming in LA because the first three nights she wore the same outfits and there were cameras everywhere. There were yeah, camera crews, <laughs> crazy. And she withheld all that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know though that she would release that movie before the end of the tour. Yeah, and, and we didn't know it was coming to theaters, right? Because in the past, it had been very much a documentary that would come out on streaming or, you know, you could buy it on DVD sometimes. But um, the release to theaters is the best. I mean, so thankful for that because I think that for a lot of people who didn't get to go to the show, like, why am I crying? Because <laughs> it's emotional. <laughs> So, yeah, so Taylor releases the movie, and I was so happy I got to see it three more times and then buy it on uh, streaming later. So, anyway, great movie. So, on 9-12, uh, we had the VMAs. She was up for 11 awards, and she won nine of them. 9-24, <laughs> Taylor attends the Chiefs game for the very first time. Everyone, again, collectively lost their minds, and... It just kind of went from there. I mean, we did, t I think we talked about that on one of our other episodes. Yes. The day the world stopped, I would say. Uh, yeah, we did. Oh, it was in our top three unhinged. She then on 10-1 went to attend the Chiefs game in New Jersey against the Jets. She was with her friends. Um, yeah, she was like, I'm not a one hit wonder. This is not a joke. I'm here to stay. Right. I mean, a lot of people were still skeptical. I was not skeptical about that this was serious. I was surprised she was going to keep going. I thought that she would be, you know, be busy. She was obviously prioritizing it within her schedule, and it was important for her to be there. Mm -hmm. And obviously in the Time article, she did reference that of saying, this is just me coming and supporting my boyfriend, yeah. doing what he loves. I don't give a shit if the cameras are on no, me. No, and if it's Taylor Swift, I mean, it's Taylor Swift. Like, she's a busy person. So for her to be at a bunch of Chiefs games, she wants to be there. Yeah. You know. Exactly. <laughs> um, so on 10-11 – the era's movie premiered in L.A. with fans, and Beyonce showed up. So that was awesome. Wee! Tons of fans were hand-selected by Taylor and her team to go to the premiere. They got to take selfies with her. Oh, my gosh, I was so jealous. But I also was so excited for all of our friends that we got to see go do that. 
Um, yeah. And Jesse and I put on a down payment on a house in LA at that moment, realizing that they got certain priorities. Yeah. Right. I'm just kidding. I can't afford that now. <laughs> but like next time, Taylor, Missouri or Illinois, either of those will we'll happily show fly up. wherever. <laughs> also, I need to clarify. I don't actually say Missouri, but I like to joke that sometimes I'm from Missouri and sometimes I'm from Missouri. Okay. <laughs> they are different states. I'm going to start saying Missouri now. it's great um 10 14 taylor and travis were on snl holding hands pda hard launch in new york city oh my god that was when the world fell in love i i just feel like the way that he carried himself around her as she got in and out of the vehicle and the positioning of um you know him versus the security guards like the we went we went a little wild. It was a little unhinged, but it was such a um, public display that I feel like she was welcoming um, us into that side, which now we know was not new. <laughs> right. And it was it was a difference um, because we had been so used to Joe Alwyn and her and how secret and private they were. But also and I, I would never say anything bad about Joe Alwyn. I like Joe Alwyn, but it was a very big difference because. I guess right after the Grammys party, when Taylor left the Grammys party, you have Joe running into the SUV, then Taylor behind him and getting in to whereas now you see Travis asking a security guard to step aside so Travis can get the door for Taylor, make sure she's in safe, get in after her. I mean, you just it's different. You know, it's just a different scene. Yeah, and it's not to say like one's more manly than the other or anything like that. It's really just Travers. Mm-hmm. I just made up a name for him. Travis's comfort level, um, being in big public spaces like that, and being in crowds, and just him being a big ass guy. You know, like I feel like anybody who is of size like that doesn't have as much fear um, over you know a fan running up and toppling. Like obviously, there's real dangers that can affect anybody of any size, but. Um, you know, when it comes to big crowds, I'm sure he just has confidence strolling right through. Well, and I will say this. I mean, Joe is cementing himself as a serious actor and Travis is already very popular. Travis is near the end of his career exactly. as well. Exactly. So I hate to say that being his age, my husband likes to yell at the screen and be like, I don't know, he's just getting old. And I'm like, Dan, he's our age. But I I mean, he is old for the NFL. He is 33 years, 34 mm-hmm. years old. So yeah. And I mean, Joe is also very, very private. So it's just two different situations, like we said before. But yeah, I mean, I think that people fell in love with that aspect of it. Like, oh, she's got, you know, she's got someone really, really supportive publicly. I mean, we don't know. Joe was yeah. probably very supportive behind closed doors, but not publicly, really. So, yeah, when I think, I think too, is like, it does just because one exists doesn't take away from the other. Right. Um, I think that's where people get a little hesitant to be like all trab because they're thinking, well, that doesn't mean, you know, nobody is saying anything bad about the relationship she had before mm-hmm. um, in the way that we celebrate what we are seeing now. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So 1022 Taylor attends uh, the chiefs game in Kansas city. Um, that was when we got the pregame party photo and the kiss on the cheek. So that kind of broke the internet too. Um, ten twenty three was a big one. So this this was when on socials she posted a video with her and Jack Antonoff 
captioning it's cool about cruel summer going to number one like five years after it had been released right so big deal but that was the video where they said deep fall twice and it was a very mm-hmm. weird type of video it was weird it was weird it was a very strange and post. weird equals read into this shit because we are feeding you eggs it's like the winky like like if we're acting weird and we're posting a selfie video mm-hmm. which they don't do you. they've I, I can't even think no. of a time that they've done that before so Mm-mm. that was that was a weird and you know it was pre-recorded because she wasn't in new york with jack and it was at his studio so mm-hmm. yeah um 10 27 was the 1989 taylor's version release so right after 1989 taylor's version was released um on 11 2 was the next time something happened and that's when taylor announced some canadian dates so yeah shout out shout out to the neighbors up north yeah, absolutely um november 3rd aaron desner posts a new photo of taylor working in his studio at long pond studios so i wonder what that was yeah we don't know yet nothing's come out no i don't know it's woodvale oh my god i would die <laughs> like literally i think i put a woodvale theory out on tiktok after i saw that picture i'm sure I yeah when woodvale comes out we'll we'll just pause i'll get a guest host and jesse can just take a take a week mm-hmm. and recoup yep pretty much so we come to 11 11 in argentina huge date for 2023 y'all this was the night travis went to the concert so well the second time the time he went publicly as her boyfriend that's right (laughs) and sat in the vip tent Mm -hmm. and she literally changed the lyrics of karma to guy on the chiefs instead of guy on the screen coming straight home to me, which she never does. So that was huge. Um, and then they had that big public kiss after the concert. Um, oh my gosh, where she ran into his arms. Oh, I know. How many, how many times have we watched that on repeat? Come on. Like they're becoming many. America's sweethearts for sure. Like it's, it's, it's like a love story unfolding in front of us for sure. Mm-hmm. But that was a big deal. Like for her personally, I think that was a big deal. Yes. And it just showed how much he really does know her songs and how much he supports her and how he is unapologetically gonna, he's gonna do the damn things. He's gonna do the chants. Mm-hmm. He's gonna act silly. He's gonna throw out heart, heart hands. And obviously he did the heart hands at the Chiefs game this weekend, which elevates it even bigger because now he's on his own stage in front of his own critics. But for him to have done that in Argentina and to really mm-hmm. be a big fan, not just a boyfriend who's there to support. I feel like there are many other celebrities that sat in the VIP tents who didn't show that much enthusiasm, not to say they're not big Swifties, but he was there to play. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, not literally, but. So we had the 11-11 concert. I would keep that date in the back of your mind because it's, it's a significant date. It has been in the past and it is now. So, um, 11-17 was another horrible day in 2023. So, of course, as great as the week with Travis was, the following shows in Rio had tragedy. So that was when Ana Clara Benavides uh, passed away, uh, probably in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a heat 
situation. And I think it really, um, it broke the Swifty fandom, obviously like heart out to her family. And why am I crying? I know, well, we know why I'm crying. This is, this it's is a time raw. to cry. It's raw. Um, like I, I remember yeah. like, I'm like, I'm tearing out too. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, it was just all around, not a good situation. There wasn't enough water. Um, there wasn't enough oh, ventilation. It, it was so fucked up, dude. The way that the stadium is supposed to be open air and they closed the ventilation. And, you know, in the United States, there's not many events that are that size and that caliber that are just a general admission, right? And so to imagine all of the Swifties who stood there for hours mm -hmm. without the ability to go to the bathroom, when you get into those kind of mosh pit situations where everyone behind you is pushing to get forward, you are squished. You are there. You are not leaving. It's not like people who were like dying of thirst could just be like, oh, well, I'm going to put my thirst before this situation and get out. They couldn't. Mm -hmm. Right. And Taylor was on stage like yelling for water. She was throwing water out. Like it's actually kind of painful to watch back just knowing obviously with somebody dying, I'm sure several people if not hundreds or thousands are going to have major PTSD from that mm -hmm. night. Um, and it just was not a good situation. And I think, um, there was a lot of backlash at Taylor as well, you know, and Taylor did cancel the next night. The heat was just too much. The other factor here was that with general admission, people wait outside for, I mean, more than hours, like days. Um, and so for them to be kind of queued up in the sun, um, with little food and water, this, the stadium didn't allow people to bring water in, which is just inhumane. Mm -hmm. Um, and so all of those things will hopefully see change, right? You know, this is one of those tragedies where hopefully the venue, um, and even laws in the country mm -hmm. can, can hopefully support this never happening again. Um, but then the next night was canceled because of the heat as well. And I think just to, um, recoup and uh, then so Taylor made that show up on the following Monday I believe and she was supposed to be in Kansas City that was the um, Chiefs game during the uh, the week of Thanksgiving so it's a really big game and I think it just I mean it doesn't even need to be said that she was going to put her fans mm -hmm. first but and out of respect I mean just respect and she played bigger than the whole sky and it was just I mean ugh. It was, it was, I mean, for this goes to show though, how much she does love her fans, because look at the change that happened from that night, that chaotic ass night to the next time she played, they had enough ventilation. They had the water the, she made sure everybody was comfortable as comfortable as they could be, you know? Yeah. And she didn't leave. She stayed. She could have left. Yeah. I, I think she could have, and it got scary there for a while. People were pissed, yeah. you know, like people were chanting outside her hotel, like bad blood. Like it just, yeah. it was kind of a scary time. Um, and obviously our hearts go out to um, Anna's family. They were brought back for the, what, November 26th show yeah. potentially, wasn't yeah. that? It was the last yeah. tour date um, of 2023, 11, 26. They were brought in. She flew her family, she flew Anna's family in to a VIP tent for the show. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Tragedy, but, you know, with the good comes the bad. And um, that was one of the worst parts of this year. I mean, 
Okay, so on 11-26, the last tour date of 2023, there were a lot of people that were theorizing that Reputation, Taylor's version, was going to be announced at that show. I did not think it would be announced at that show, um, but I can understand why a lot of people thought it would because, you know, if it wasn't announced then, it would be a while, and it has been. So, and I think mm -hmm. that's the re-record people are looking forward to the most it's the most anticipated yeah. well in the um announcement period of speak now to 1989 or really the release of speak now then going into the announcement of 1989 was very short mm -hmm. and so i can see where people thought yep let's knock them all out very very short and i was i saw all the signs I think everyone who theorized was spot on. Even the hearts that all the dancers were dropping in their Instagrams, like the day, like they were fooling us. Um, but I think there's something to that, right? I, a lot of times whenever we think we're onto something and we're not, we come back to it, we realize what it really meant. Um, in my heart of hearts, it just didn't feel right. That's the only, that's the only thing I could see it on. I can't even say, oh, I knew better or man, man, man. No, no. I just like in my heart, I didn't believe it. And, but I didn't believe 1989 either. So guys don't go off my freaking, <laughs> I'm not the litmus test of what's going to come. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, she's on a much deserved break and rest period, you know, the very next day on 11-27, um, Taylor announces that the Eras movie will be available for rent on her birthday on 12-13. Um, on 11-29, You're Losing Me is released from the vault. <sighs> the best fucking day ever, dude. Excuse my language. I mean, it was the best day ever. And you know what? Did we do the Spotify Artist of the Year? That was a huge thing, too. Oh, I'm sorry. You same day. There. Yeah. Um, Taylor was okay. announced as Spotify Global Top Artist of 2023, and she says that's why she released it that day for us. Yes. And even if you're not a Spotify user, this was a huge moment. Um, she's never gotten this before. And uh, they did some billboards kind of in random places all throughout the world. And people knew they were tailor coded. And so it was another little game where we got to kind of put together the image. Um, I remember, I think Tess was on her live, like with all the pieces, like she's got all this technology and she's like dragging it and whatnot. And, um, so that image that came out is like a Taylor verse. Yep. Like it is so clear that she has said, here's all the different elements, all the things that make us think about Taylor, like from the dice, the to, cat, um, the archer, the cats, the, I mean, even, I mean, just little things. Right. And so, uh, that image is layered in eggs like that is one that we and there was one that was also like an artwork is like a portrait of her with like a bunch of different things kind of making up the portrait both of those images are significant if you're an egg hunter like us and you haven't done deep dives definitely check those two out definitely yep um so on 12 one taylor attended the renaissance movie premiere in london for beyonce because beyonce had attended her movie premiere um, and that was almost like we a love quick, that. she flew from like Kansas city to London, back to Kansas city, because she was back in Kansas city on 12, three at the chiefs and she attended chiefs at the Packers. So sorry. She was back in, um, green Bay, Wisconsin for that. Yes. That was a quick turnaround mm -hmm. and she looked fantastic at the Beyonce premiere. Um, I do think it's interesting that Beyonce wore silver to 
Taylor's premiere, Taylor wore silver to Beyonce's premiere. Yep. The collab album between the two of them is going to be called Silver. Oh Duh. Oh my gosh. Just their um, women uplifting women is just, I mean, you those are two of the most powerful women in the world and they're just uplifting each other. Yes. And them showing public support, especially Beyonce. She doesn't do a lot of public stuff. Mm -hmm. Like she, you know, that was a big deal for Beyonce. Taylor's showing up to Beyonce's thing. I feel like Taylor's always on the move, right? Beyonce showing up was a huge thing for her. And I do think that the era or the, the 2023 theme of Barbie, Beyonce and Taylor holding together the economy, there's nothing they could have done better for that narrative than to link arms and say, yeah, we're bitches who get along and none of you guys are going to pin us against each other. A hundred percent. Love to see it. 12-5 was significant because she was seen in New York City with those shoes. One had the Big Ben, one had the Eiffel Tower. It was another Jimmy Choo collab. I mean, she was seen out and about. Um, we kind of felt like something big was happening, right? The very next mm -hmm. day, twelve six, Taylor's announced as Times Person of the Year for 2023. That is the biggest honor like huge yes but like was anyone surprised no honestly i think i would have been more surprised if it was anyone i mean if it wasn't her it was gonna have to be like a world leader so on 12 10 taylor was at chief's bills in kansas city 12 11 is when ed sheeran put a picture of him and meredith on his insta stories which was super i didn't hear about yeah, that that was super sus um just because anytime ed put something i mean like you just know like end game is they is coming like it's one of the things he probably did this year was record end game taylor's version you know but yep yeah so 12 13 obviously taylor turns uh 34 years old um we were able to rent the era's movie at home she celebrates an astrology outfit in New York City with friends. And the astrology it rumors was, start. Yeah, it was giving – well, the astrology rumors already yeah, existed. Yeah, true. But um, it was giving the night that she came out in the after party for the VMAs that she announced the Midnight's release part two. It was that same sleek mini dress with a little fur over mm -hmm. it. In 2022, when she announced Midnight's, it was like a blue with the white stars and the white fur. And this was like black with the constellations and stars and a black fur. And I'm telling you, there's something. There there. is. That's I think something. she's hinting at TS-11. TS-11. Um, yes, I could see that. Yeah. I think it's going to be some somehow astro astrology themed in some way. So on 12-17, Taylor attends Chiefs at Patriots. Um, 1225 is obviously Christmas and you see something we don't normally see. We see Taylor and her whole family attend a Chiefs game in Kansas City and her brother dressed as Santa. Like <laughs> this is, this is next level shit. This is, this is where, yeah, there's no questions about the really, I'm not saying they won't break up or that they're forever because anything right. could happen. The whole Swift anything. family is there on Christmas. Yeah, they're, they are committed. Um, and then on twelve thirty one, Taylor was at Chiefs Bengals in KC. That was the night Taylor, uh, Travis threw a New Year's Eve party. Um, 
and you have more pictures of Taylor in astrology stuff. Yeah. Um, the astrology outfit. And that's also the day the rep stadium tour left Netflix. RIP. So that's 2023 for y'all. Like it's, it's, it was jam packed, but I just figured we would not be able to do it justice if we didn't talk a little bit about what happened in 2023 to set us up for this year. You know what? And it's just good fun. Get a little recap in. All right. So we did go a little long. <laughs> Surprise. Right. Sorry, guys. We will we will be better. We will do less in each episode. Okay, lovers. So you know I am leaving Easter eggs in every episode, um, and I will reveal them at the end of the month. So the first episode that we did this month, uh, my Easter egg was my Argyle sweater from the Taylor Swift store. Woo-woo. The last episode... I had this candle burning, and it's uh, B-Y-R-E-D-O by Rado Treehouse Bougie Perfume, and it is a candle. It is Taylor Swift's favorite candle. As said in the 2016 interview with Vogue magazine called 73 Questions with Taylor. Smells so good, you guys. It it really does smell really good. It's expensive, but it's worth it. If you want to go look it up, you can get it. It's by Rado, so... It's yes, it is very expensive. We are not proud of it. And you did not tell your husband how much it costs. Hell no. No, I made the mistake of telling Dan how much you bought that candle for. And then he's like, <laughs> fuck no. And so now if a Byredo candle, show, I just got to wait long enough. I got to wait long enough that he forgets. And then I will get my own treehouse. There candle. you go. And I did leave an Easter egg in this episode as well. And you'll find it out at the end of yeah next month. Well, yeah, let's do the end of the month, I think, would be a good time just because it gives people some time to catch up on our episode. Mm -hmm. So, you guys, go to our um, website. We've got a form just for this. You can also drop it in the comments. But if you really know it, don't be sharing with people. (laughs) You've got to share the fun. So um, you can obviously make guesses in the comments, but the website's a great place to let us know that you know. Um, Well, this is a great way to wrap up the episode. So as always, we are here on Fridays. We apologize for our potty mouths and for always going long, but we are absolutely so excited to continue to pump out content for you guys and follow us on all the major podcast networks. Go to YouTube, leave us some comments, guys. YouTube is a huge growth opportunity for us. So subscribe, comment, give us the five stars, do all the things you need to do. And we will see you next Friday. Bye.